Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me, as usual, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Jeremy, what is going on today? What is up? How's everything going with you, man? Fantastic. Everything is great. The skies are clearing up. We can see a few clouds. <laughs> it's been raining, man. It's, uh, we, you know, if, in case anybody doesn't know, we're out here in uh, Washington State on the West Coast. It's been ravaged by wildfires and some fires that people have been starting, which is terrible. And, uh, you know, the smoke has been bad, but uh, yeah, it's getting better. It's it's a trip to look at, though. Look out now. You I mean, uh, it just feels like it's like always foggy, but then you start to yeah. see like outlines of clouds behind the smoke and you're like, oh, there's a <laughs> sky behind that. Well, and yeah, man, it's been, uh, you know, the it's just been terrible, like. Um, you can't even see probably like a hundred yards away from you. It's yeah, it's like super thick fog, which uh, for somebody with a spinal cord injury and you know decreased lung capacity yeah, is uh, wonderful. Sucks. So I've been in, in the house for the last week or so. No losing my mind. Good, it's no good at all. But you know, it it is what it is, man. We're get, it's getting better. Mother Nature's finally. Uh, she's healing. Yeah, she's healing us. Getting washing away all these. Uh, washing away all this smoke so yeah we had some thunder and lightning and some rain and some wind and we just need a good cleansing god i get it yeah yeah um so brandon it's funny that the other day you called me and were like hey where was that blue light therapy Mm -hmm. that you did a while back yeah and uh you know i had forgotten all about that because we were supposed to i was supposed to keep going back and then you know i don't know one thing led to another the one thing uh, led to pan- another it was pandemic. coronavirus yeah and, we had a global pandemic got pop stuck up. in the house for the last and, six uh, months yeah so anyway they moved uh locations to right next to your uh real estate office i guess mm-hmm. and uh and a friend of ours is actually getting stem cells there stem which cells is, and peptides and peptides. which we've talked about a lot on this podcast yeah so uh anyway we're gonna shout out to dr eric we're gonna Mm -hmm. get back in with him real soon and uh start start getting in this blue light therapy room a little more often i think you might benefit from that too with your your absolutely man the hammies are okay well i know but but i'm saying overall health i just think uh i want it i want it all yeah yeah i I want to be in optimal health too jeremy yeah blue light therapy is where it's at i i really it, you it was you experienced it, it was great. firsthand, so yeah. I mean, and and the fact that I forgot about it doesn't mean that it wasn't great. <laughs> it was still really really good. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, everything's good with you though. Absolutely. So, Brandon, this week I had an awesome, awesome interview guest that I'm very excited about, and I think anybody else dealing with a spinal cord injury is going to be excited to hear about. Um, Her name is Fatima Fakori. Her husband, so first of all, she is a registered dietitian um, and has a website called paralysisnutrition.com. Her husband is a quadriplegic. And so she was already a registered dietitian when she met her husband and decided to shift her focus because nobody was doing it to you know how nutrition affects people with spinal cord injuries that aren't moving and you know like she yeah we we had a great conversation she uh let me know the keto diet is terrible for uh Hmm. people with spinal cord injuries you'll have to look Um, more into that yeah no for sure and you know like the activated charcoal because i found out brandon the Hmm. activated charcoal that david avocado wolf told us that we should be taking every day yeah he uh she said basically you know i i found out like just before i interviewed her that it actually the number one side effect of activated charcoal is that it can cause constipation absolutely which is not good for somebody dealing with a spine i mean not good for anybody but let alone somebody dealing with spine but it's one of those things that you need to know if you're taking it and what you're dealing with as as someone who um is quadriplegic and if you don't know that disclaimer 
There's disclaimer, well, yeah. man. Like, it, you know, it can cause problems. Right, right. And so, you know, she let us know that basically um, you shouldn't be taking advice from any, like, anybody that, uh, if you have a spinal cord injury, anybody that doesn't know about, about spinal, spinal cord injuries. injuries. So, obviously, David Avocado Wolf is just giving us his best advice. And for people that are walking around every day, probably yeah. taking activated charcoal is a great thing. But not so much for people with spinal cord injuries. So, mm. you know, we get into some some interesting conversations mm-hmm. about bowels and and things, you know, very un- important un- stuff. uncomfortable yeah. things, but things that are very important to uh to know about and she's like super super cool. She does uh, online like I, I don't want to call it counseling, the, but it's uh, like uh they she has like online uh, basically you can sign up for her program i see that's either six the, weeks or three months and uh you know she works with you a few times a week and you you know kind of figure out what i like what that we things to eat are I, th- I like that we're just circling back around and getting into the nuts and bolts of um people with spinal cord injuries and you know helpful information um and talking about some of the uncomfortable stuff that that you guys have to deal with Right. Reminds me of Paul Basagoidia. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, that those trying moments of his documentary film. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. If you have to talk about those things, those are real problems that, you know, this podcast can address. Yeah, man. Having um, a spinal cord injury isn't all. Uh, well, people can relate. Cream, man. People we... can relate to that that are in the same position. And I think that's helpful. And that's. I don't know, kind of I feel like why we started it. And we can drift off from that here and there, but it's good to, to circle back around to that. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, let's get um, to the interview with with Fatima, and I uh, hope you all enjoy it. It was, it was pretty informative for me, so I uh, hope you guys like it. Okay, this week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are joined by Fatima Fakori, who is a registered dietitian specializing in working with people uh, with quad, I guess paralysis as well. Um, and her husband is actually a quadriplegic, so uh, she, she knows the struggles that a lot of us are going through. Fatima, welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am too. I really am. Um, so, you know, give us a little bit of, of kind of your background. Like, how did you, you know, get into being a dietitian? I'm assuming that you probably started specializing in it uh, whenever your husband um, was paralyzed. Or I don't know if he got paralyzed during your relationship or, or prior to, but um, mm-hmm. if you could just give us a little history on, on what brought you down this road. Yeah, sure. So I actually... Um, I worked in the corporate world in publishing right out of college. And so I did that for like six years and I burnt out kind of a classic city girl corporate burnout. And then I went back to graduate school and I started studying nutrition. And at the time I actually, I didn't, I didn't know my husband. I am a, I am a post injury wife. So he was, um, in a car accident, uh, I don't even know what year, I think it was like 2000 something. And um, I met him 10 years post injury. So I was finishing up my graduate program in clinical nutrition and I met him and I, I remember just being like, huh, you know, they don't really teach you anything about this um, in school, even at the master's level. So the idea for, you know, paralysis nutrition is years old. We've been married for like six or seven years now. Um, but I didn't really know, you know, <laughs> what that really meant or what that entailed. My husband's in pretty good shape. Um, of course, at the time, he was not eating that well. And, um, you know, I've worked in different settings. I've worked in the hospital. I've worked in doctor's offices and stuff like that. And I have my own private practice here in New York where I see just, you know, a lot of different people, kids and moms and you know, older people, just like a a regular community-based nutrition uh, private practice. And then I started to think about, you know, I would like to start some sort of virtual nutrition business, especially, you know, um, having little kids. We have a a two-year-old and a four-year-old and I really, I need some flexibility. So I just started thinking about like, oh, you know, what could I do? And then the only thing that ever made sense to me 
was to do something for SCI because my husband, for example, um, you know, he was in chiropractic college when he was hurt and he knows a lot about, you know, the physical, the anatomy and stuff like that. And so we're always talking about interesting things when it comes to like neuro recovery and stuff like that. But in a practical sense, people with paralysis, they need help with their bowel health and they need help with weight and preventing future health complications. And, you know, it's been 17 years that my husband's injured. He's in his early 40s now. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, we have little kids, and I, I would like him to stay in as good shape as possible. And I think connecting with people in this community has been awesome because a lot of them are just like us, you know, um, just living life, happen to have paralysis for whatever reason. Most of my clients do have SCI. Uh, some have different sources of their paralysis but they're all wheelchair users um, and they all want to improve their quality of life in a real way, you know, um, in a practical way. So that's, you know, how I've come into it. And now I do these um, group programs where, you know, we talk about healthy eating and I help people get enough of the good stuff and a little less of the not so good stuff mm -hmm. and help them, you know, lose, lose the weight and cut down on toilet time and, feel more energetic. And it's, it's just, it's been really awesome, actually. That, that's incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad I didn't even, I, before speaking with Ignacio a, a week or so ago, I had no idea that, you know, there was even anyone like you out there. So um, I'm so happy to be able to connect with you. Um, you know, and w I guess what, you know, you hear all these different types of diets and you know, I try to do the ketogenic diet because I just because I try not to eat carbs and sugar. And I feel like that um, those things, you know, they just tell you those are bad. And that's a quick way to gain weight. So, um, you know, what is kind of the ideal and I'm sure there's no like, you know, pin, you can't pinpoint a, a diet for everybody that's going to work for everybody with spinal cord injury. But you know, what are what are some of the, the tips, I guess, that you you provide people? So it's really, I mean, it's it's not really tips, you know, like tips is like social media where I'll like put a couple things here and there. I think people just don't know what the hell they're doing, to be honest. I think people are looking at social media, they're looking at different diets, and I think it's just really simple. None of those diets are for people with spinal cord injury. None of them. Right. Like keto is actually super dangerous because you are going to tax your kidneys really bad, right? With all that protein. Um, and it also, you know, can lead to all kinds of other complications, um, you know, constipation, which is a huge problem, you know, but people think, I don't know, like my head spins when I think about like, because I'm a professional, right? So for me, it's like, all I see is why that would be a horrible idea but it's hard for me to imagine on the other side, like right. what, what, what about that is actually, um, what about that sounds good to you? And I guess it's the promise of fast results. And it's the, it, there's a lot of fear, I think, around carbs, which is sad because carbs are delicious yeah. and we're human beings. Right. We're supposed to eat a lot of plants actually. And so, you know, when you say things like, for example, you said like, you know, I don't want to eat a lot of sugar. I agree with you on that one, but that doesn't mean don't eat fruits and vegetables. You know, that doesn't mean don't eat whole grains. That doesn't mean you can't have, um, you know, like on an occasion have a pastry or like something, you know? And I think that most people that I work with, I think they think they know what's healthy, but it's not for SCI. It's not focused on, you know, preventing the future complications that come with the territory. So when you go for these diets, for example, like keto, you may not be thinking, hey, that's going to be bad for my kidneys. And people with SCI already have a really high risk of renal disease. So you're not thinking of that, right? Not at all. I'm thinking of that. Right. So I'm thinking of that. And then when, you know, for example, keto says, don't eat fruit or don't eat any vegetables. To me, it's like, well, that's a recipe for disaster <laughs> because you're not going to be able to poop. And so I think that 
it's it's kind of it's almost overwhelming for me to 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 think about all these other diets and and what the pitfalls are. Um, I do definitely feel like moderation is a good thing, but it's also when you have a spinal cord injury, you're not going by that like 80-20 rule. You can't, right? You're in a wheelchair. So you've got to be more like 90-10. And I think that people need accountability and they need the education. And so I have these programs. I have a, a six-week program and a three-month program. And we just kind of focus, you know, on what's your problem. Like, I would say 80% of my clients probably want to lose weight, but I do have a, a, you know, a smaller percentage where they're like, no, you know, my weight's fine, but I'm really bloated yeah. or like my weight's fine, but like I have no energy or, you know, I just spent three hours on the toilet three times a week. So mm -hmm. that to me is unacceptable, <laughs> right? Like, and it's so fixable, but people I think get bogged down because like how you said, they say not to eat whatever. And it's like, who are they? Like, are they dietitians specializing in spinal cord injury? Like, no, they're not. No. And I almost feel, I almost feel silly saying that like I specialize because it's like, it's not a thing. <laughs> Nutrition for spinal cord injury. Like it's not really, um, I don't really think that people pay enough attention to it. Um, you know, like for example, with rehab centers, if you look at, if you're still following the advice that you received in rehab, that's not going to be a good thing, right? Because the dietitians there, um, surprisingly, like they don't know that much, right? About anything outside of their realm of that clinical world. So they're going to tell you to take fiber pills. They're going to tell you to drink Ensure. They're going to tell you to use the magic bullet for the rest of your life you know, and these colas and all these crazy things. And sometimes you need them, but you'd be surprised. I'm surprised. I have guys who, for example, don't use any of those pills. I have a guy who used to be on the max dose of Linzess, which is, you know, expensive. <laughs> and he doesn't take it anymore. It's been three months. And diet is a hugely important thing. And I think that when you start cutting out food groups, you start cutting out nutrients. So I try really hard to, you know, provide the education and the support so that people feel confident in their choices and they feel, you know, that they get results because spending half your day on the toilet is no way to live. Yeah, no, no kidding. No kidding. Um, I did notice on one of your um, posts, I guess, on Instagram that said it was something like, you know, 90% of uh of your of the problem or not problem but 90 percent of like to lose weight 90 percent is calories in calories out and then or it was something i don't know the exact percentage it was something like that though as opposed to uh you know like not eat uh, what you eat versus like how much how many calories in calories out well yeah because it's interesting i mean and, and all those posts are kind of you know <laughs> there's not an exact science right. but i think that like certain foods get demonized, right? Like, oh, you can't eat ice cream or like, oh, you can't eat chips. And it's like, okay, well, you can't eat those every day in mass quantities, but you also just, you can't eat too much of anything. So people will have like, you know, it's, you know, it's hard for me because I studied this at a, at a master's level and it's my job to look at food and figure out what's legit and, and what's, you know, not. Right. So it's like, you know, you go to like the Panera, right? And you get the grilled chicken sandwich. It's like 800 calories for a sandwich. Right. And people think they're making a good choice. And then they get soup and they think soup is a good choice. But it's like full of fat. And it's just like, well, okay. The problem here is not the food. The problem is the amount of calories that you're eating is way higher <laughs> than the amount that you burn. And actually today I was talking about, I, I did a post today about like trainers, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, I, I'm like obsessed with my clients. They're all really high functioning, largely independent. I get quadriplegics, paraplegics, people with different, um, you know, things that are not SCI and like everyone works, everyone's got a life, everyone's doing their thing. They're just trying to be their best. 
um, and of course lose weight and, and have healthy bowels and stuff. But I just think that with them, I, I think that they just need a little more guidance on food choices because no food is bad or off limits. But if you have no idea how many calories you're burning, you're not going to lose weight. And like with the trainers, right? So many of my clients have like, they have like nice setups where it's like, I have PT that comes to me or I have a trainer that I meet a couple times a week. It's like good stuff. Yeah. But what's not good is taking advice from your trainer who has no clue about metabolism after SCI. Right. You know, I have a client, I, um, a, a woman in my August group, she used to be a personal trainer. And so she calculated her own calories and her trainer was like, yep, that's legit. She was forcing herself to eat that much protein. She couldn't even get to it a day. And I'm like, girl, you're forcing yourself to eat food and you have such limited mobility. What are you doing? Like you're overeating. And she was like, I work out a lot. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you don't have paralysis. So when you go to your fitness pal or whatever, and you put that your you know, activity level is sedentary, that's not the same as being paralyzed. You know, a, a sedentary person still gets up and you know, walks around their house. Right. And I think there's no exact science to it, but when you want to know, you know how many calories to eat and how much protein and all that, you have to really know about spinal cord injury. And if you don't, it could really be harmful. Um, I get DMs from people. Every time I post about keto, people go nuts. And it's like, I'm not trying to knock it. I'm just saying it's not safe for spinal cord injury. Right. So I always get people who DM me and are like, you know what? I had like hella kidney stones when I did keto. Mm -hmm. Or like, I felt sick. Or like, I was so, just so many issues that come up with it. And I'm like, right, because that's not for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I can, I can appreciate that. Um, you know, how, I guess, how do you go about measuring the, you know, how many calories you're burning if you have a spinal cord injury? Right. So it's, it's, so the only way to really know is to, um, there's this thing called indirect calorimetry. I used to have one in my office and then I just, I went virtual because of COVID and, and like, I don't really, I can't even use it with my paralysis people because they're like all over the place. But you basically like you breathe into this machine and it measures your oxygen and your gas levels and stuff. And it'll tell you, you know, your resting metabolic rate and it'll tell you, um, you know, like how many calories to eat. Now, I, nobody really has access to that because that's kind of some high tech stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that we obsess a lot about numbers and the only reason that i give people targets in my program is because they need some sort of benchmark right so like i do get guys that are 250 pounds 290 pounds and they need to lose like 50 to 80 pounds right yeah. i don't really think that they need to be counting calories i think they need to know about portion control I think they need to get adequate fiber and protein, adequate, not excessive. And they need to watch their carbs, not, you know, when they come to me, they're eating 300, 400 grams of carbs a day. And it's like, bro, that's, you're going to get diabetes, yeah. you know? Um, and so step-by-step, step, right? So we start with like adequacy. Are you getting enough fiber, for example? Nobody is. <laughs> nobody, no, no, nobody is. So when you start increasing stuff like fiber, you have less room for a bunch of junk. And it's one of the things that a lot of, a lot of like the men um, and the women struggle with is getting enough fiber because all the foods that they have in their house <laughs> aren't really conducive to reaching those goals. So we talk about meal planning and prepping. We talk about high fiber foods and how you can balance your carbs, right? Like we're not cutting carbs. Like that's just a, a miserable existence. And it's also just a really good way to feeling like a failure, right? Yeah. So if you can't restrict, which you're not supposed to, your brain doesn't want to restrict food that it enjoys. Yeah. 
right. um, you will end up binging on stuff. And that's really dangerous and sad, right? Yeah. It's, it's not a nice way to, to live. So, you know, we, I think so many things come up uh, in, in my group coaching that wouldn't come up with like another dietitian. Like, for example, is your caretaker sabotaging you? You know, like I get a lot of people who have, you know, I, I'm different. I'm a post-injury wife. I'm much more <laughs> uh, objective. So I don't have, which, you know, it, it's, it's neither good nor bad. It's just my perspective yeah. is like for my husband, I don't feel like womp womp. I don't feel sorry for you. You know, like I don't want to make you feel better by baking you pies and making you, you know, treats all the time. I just don't, that's not my thing. We eat good food that we like. And we make treats sometimes too. But I'm not going to try to make you feel better by baking you brownies. And it's funny because this is something that comes up a lot in my groups where it's like, well, you know, my granny, every Sunday she makes me this. Or it's like my sister brings me bags of candy. And I'm like, I feel like, like I have a brother, he's single. I would never bring him bags of candy. And he's does, he doesn't have, he's not, he doesn't have paralysis. Right. But I see my sister-in-laws doing these things uh, because they just want to make him happy. Right. And it's really, there's so, there's so many, you know, things that go on in the life with paralysis and STI that, that I think other maybe dietitians wouldn't know about, yeah. you know, like, is your sister sabotaging you? Can she just bring you a rotisserie chicken next time instead? Why don't you ask her? She would love to help you, but she doesn't know how. Right. And, and I think that, you know, having a group where everyone kind of is like, yes, you know, that happens to me too. Mm. It's, it's really, I think it's nice. You know, um, I, I, I also, I learn a lot from my clients too, you know, about just like what works for them and, and what doesn't work for them. And, um, I think at the end of the day, if you're eating a gut healthy diet with adequate protein, not too many carbs and the right carbs to help you, you know, go to the bathroom, like fruit gets a bad reputation. I think that's bonkers. Like if you don't eat fruit, good luck pooping, you know? Um, and if you don't eat plants, if you don't eat carbs, good luck with that. You're going to end up with a fatty liver. You're going to end up, you know, maybe even gaining weight. Um, because you're eating too much meat and, and hurting your kidneys. Right. So right. there's a lot to think about. Um, so, so speaking of the fiber and that no, nobody really gets enough fiber, do yeah. you suggest taking like fiber supplements or powders? Nope. Anything like nope. that, just all with food? Nope, never. I, I think that fiber supplements are, are like a rehab thing. Um, I could separate rehab in real life. I actually, I think I did that on a post where it was just like, that's what they have. You know, they don't have flax seeds. <laughs> they don't have quinoa. They don't have that stuff in rehab. So they tell you to take these fiber pills. And you know what the craziest thing is? Like when I onboard new people, I ask them, like in advance of getting into the group setting, I ask them like, what are you taking? Right? Like, do you take gas pills and do you take, you know, like all these different things like colase and stool softeners? And, all that. and it's so funny to me that people who are taking all these things are still constipated. Yeah. So like, is it working? Like you've been taking Benefiber and colase and God knows what for like nine years and you still constipated? Let's look at your diet. Because it is powerful. And to be honest, when I started, um, when I started paralysis nutrition, it was like, um, okay, like optimal nutrition for paralysis. And let's see if people can lose weight. And it really ended up being about <laughs> bowel and gut and all these things that I didn't really, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know other people with paralysis other than my husband. I mean, now I do. Now I know hundreds. <laughs> but before, I didn't. So like, I, I only had him to think of. So I was like, all right, weight loss and constipation. And that's what we'll talk about. And then people have all these other issues, you know? So it's like bloating. I, you know, I have one client in my group. She said, it was so sad. She said, I'm so bloated. I don't want to get out of bed. 
And then all this ties into what? Mental health. Yeah. And it's sad. Like she, she just was like, I'm so bloated and uncomfortable. I don't feel like getting out of bed. So what does that mean? That means you stay in bed all day. That's so sad. And so we looked at her diet. We look at what she's eating, what she's not eating, right? Is equally as important. And I mean, I can't even believe it. It was like two weeks later, she was like, you know, I will say I've been getting in my chair every day. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a magician. I just, you know, told you this is what you should, you know, be more mindful of and this and that. And I think it's, it's like self-care, right? Like you have somebody to check in with once a week or now I changed it. So it's like twice a week, check in, see other people who are in the same situation, troubleshoot your issues and, you know, talk to somebody who is a professional because there's so many, God forbid if you Google, you know, belly fat, oh Lord. That'll send you down a dangerous, uh, I don't even know what you call it, rabbit hole of like some crazy pills and all that stuff that's not regulated (laughs) and they can tell you whatever they want. It's really dangerous, um, especially for people with SCI who who take multiple medications. Um, You know, you got to be really careful. I had a client who just last week, she's on blood thinners. And she, you know, I'm a registered dietitian. I have clinical nutrition knowledge. So when she tells me she takes a blood thinner, like five things went off in my head where I was like, okay, girl, let's talk about these supplements. And she was taking all this stuff that was contraindicated. And I said, you know, you can't take turmeric. You can't take uh, omega-3s. You can't take this stuff, you know, that contraindicates um, with the blood thinner. And she actually was like, you know, I I had a a bleeding problem and then I stopped one of the supplements and I ended up being fine. And it's just, it's like, who's checking these things? Yeah. You know, and I said to her too, I was like, I tell everybody, if you're going to take a supplement, like run it by your doctor, run it by the pharmacist. And it was crazy because she said that she asked the pharmacist and the pharmacist said, okay. I mean, I will say this, most pharmacists know their stuff. So I don't, I don't really know what that was about, but it's really dangerous. You take in all these crazy pills. And my thing is like, let's look at your diet. Cause you eat three times a day, or at least right. you should. Right. And so there's really a lot of potential for improving your health and, and your, you know, your whole outlook on things, yeah. um, especially with the bathroom issues, you know, um, missing out on social events because you are stuck in the bathroom or you had a bowel accident. Like these are things that I think people just are afraid to even say out loud. It's true. Yeah. It's not, not like a, not, not talking points that a lot of people like to, uh, to go down that road. No. And I'm not, and I'm not squeamish because first of all, I'm a professional. Second of all, this is, if you can't say it to me, who are you going to say it to? (laughs) And if you can't say it, you know, and if you can't say it in a group of other people who literally are in the same situation as you, like, where are you going to say it? Um, so, so I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of paralysis nutrition is, is just raising awareness, you know, about nutrition and how, how it can help you feel better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I wanted, speaking of supplements and things like that, um, I, so for the first one I want to talk about is activated charcoal because I talked to, uh, and I see you rolling your eyes. That's funny because I, uh, so I talked to this guy, David Avocado Wolf, who's like a pretty famous, like raw food guy. And he said the one thing he would make sure and do is take activated charcoal every day. And because it does something to like the lining of your, uh, intestine, like, it, it gets things moving better then I, I so I get some and I take it and you know the first time I took it I had you know immediately like had to have a bowel you know had bowel, had to have a bowel movement then I took it a few more times and nothing and then I like read on it that it causes constipation as well so that you know and that's like one of the main side effects of it so it's like, yeah, you have to be really careful about what you, you know, who you trust and what you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably saying that from a from a walking person's perspective that, you know, it's probably a good thing to take every day or could be, um, depending on what other things you're taking. But yeah, not for somebody with an SCI. So that's exactly the problem. 
Like when you say raw food guy who's famous, I don't really know what that means. Like what's, you know what I mean? Like what's the credential? And I'm not saying that like other people, (laughs) I'm really, I'm not saying like, nobody knows anything except me. Like, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like, what does that mean, famous raw food guy? Like, do you have a cookbook? Like, I I don't know, you know, I'm not familiar. Yeah, he's got books and like treats and things like that. Yeah, so so that's not my wheelhouse, right? So like, I don't do that stuff. Um, I don't sell supplements. I purposely do not, like the only thing that I sell, right, is like my group, right? I, I, I am a wife of a quadriplegic. I'm a mom. I am a dietitian and this is my job, right? So, but I'm not here to like sell, like I know other people that they'll sell like, I don't know, like um, usually supplements and stuff like that. I, that I'm not a pharmacist, right? So like, I'm not going to sell that stuff. I'm not going to sell you CBD oil. Although I do think that that's, it's interesting. And I am taking a course on cannabis um, from a fellow dietitian because I think it's awesome. And I think that it's something that my clients are very interested in and I don't know anything about it. So I'd like to educate myself. And that is a professional continuing education class. It is not an online certificate. It is not nothing like that. It is, you know, accredited by my, you know, governing body of dietitians. And so it's legit. I'm not, um, I think that people need to stay in their lane. I, for example, I don't know who, who the person was that said that about activated charcoal, but unless they know about spinal cord injury, I, I wouldn't take advice from anyone who doesn't know about spinal cord injury because they don't know, like, if you don't know what autonomic dysreflexia is, you should not be talking to anybody with SCI. If you don't know what to do as soon as a pressure store happens, you should not be talking to people with SCI about nutrition. So I do get a lot of people, and like I mentioned, my client who was on the blood thinners, thank God, I love her. She's so good. She just, um, she has a few things going on, right? So it's like, she has a liver issue, but she also has a clotting issue, right? So the medication that the doctor is in charge of is legit, is, is good. She needs to take it. Mm-hmm. But then like on her own, she wanted to like cleanse her liver. And it's like, girl, that's what your liver is for, is for detoxification. You know, it's like washing a sponge, you know, like the sponge is for washing. I, I don't know. It's not like a good... Uh, metaphor or whatever analogy but my point was she went and got this liver detox which i mean i could go on about supplements in the united states they're just not regulated by the fda in any sort of way or any other governing body so we don't know what they are um and so she took it and it had something in it that totally contraindicated for her medication and so we're really lucky that nothing bad happened but I guarantee you, you know, if the person that she bought the supplement from or whatever, if they knew anything, they wouldn't have done this. But it's scary because people, all these, you know, I call it like a snake oil salesman. Like you just want to sell magic, you know? And it's, I wish, you know, like I wish all that stuff was true, but you know, eating a bunch of lemons mixed with cayenne pepper and all that's whatever magic lemonade. It's, it's a disaster. It's, it's an eating disorder. Um, you know, it's, it's not, that's not a happy, healthy way to live. And, and I, I have a husband who's a quadriplegic and, and we are just trying to like eat some good food, not, you know, spend hours on the toilet and, you know, feel, feel good and feel strong and, and live a longer life. Um, you know, some of the, some of the things that come up with like obesity and diabetes and things like that, it's all really nutrition and health related. Right. And, and I almost like, almost wish there was some secret, (laughs) but, but it's not, it's, it's a, it's a diet that's appropriate for SCI, um, with real foods. Right. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, Fatima, I just have a couple last questions for you. I know I so appreciate you coming on the podcast with us. Um, you know, I wanted to know, so probiotics, like where are you, like, cause I've been taking a probiotic for years 
um, somebody got me on one like not long after my my accident and um, I feel like that is like one of the things that does really help um, where where do you stand on on probiotics so probiotics are important right I actually did a post about this yesterday about gut dysbiosis and what happens after you have a spinal cord injury you know the the um, the amount of good bacteria goes way down and the amount of pathogenic bacteria the bad bacteria goes way up and this doesn't last forever that's like in the acute phase but a lot of what goes on in the gut it impairs functional recovery a lot of what happens in the gut and that's what I think is I feel like, I hope that's the next frontier for SCI is immediately post-injury, like what can we do to support the gut so that that gut-brain access, you know, so that it's, it's in better shape? Because I don't actually know, you know, if there's anything out there um, addressing that. So for probiotics, I mean, I think it's, I, I come from a, a whole foods approach and I mean like real foods. So like if you like olives, you should eat those. If you like sauerkraut, eat it all the time. If you like hard cheeses like Parmesan, choose that, you know, over, you know, like a softer cheese. Choose foods that have probiotics. Um, you know, if you can eat Greek yogurt um, a couple times a week, if you can put some kefir in your, you know, smoothie. These are all gut healthy foods, right? And the, the bacteria are very alive. How alive is the bacteria in a pill that was manufactured, I don't know how many long months or a year ago? I don't really know. I don't like to tell people, don't do this, don't do that. Like you, for example, you're an educated guy, you say the probiotics are a huge help. Okay, I am not here to argue with anyone. I'm here to say, if you gave me a choice, like my husband doesn't take probiotics. He will take a probiotic if he's on an antibiotic, as soon as his antibiotics are over, right. I will have him start a high quality kind of expensive probiotic. I think that the probiotics that are like at CVS for $6, I don't really know. Yeah. Are they effective? Are they not? I really don't know. So the ones I take are like refrigerated at the, yeah. updated at like the health food store. Yeah. I, and I, and I think, I, I think you get what you pay for, but like, that's not my business. I don't right. know. You know, I haven't a- an analyzed those things, so I have no clue. What I know is that, like, if you eat kimchi, <laughs> it's going to have a lot of probiotics. And I also know that if you don't eat the prebiotic foods, you have no chance, right? So, like, you need to eat those prebiotic foods in order to fuel those probiotics that you're eating, right? The probiotic is the good bacteria. The prebiotic is the food or the fuel for that bacteria. So... I mean, I'm not against them. I think some people swear by them. I think that if you've been taking it and your your gut health is perfect, don't mess it up. <laughs> I think, um, you know what I mean? I, I think that people, people really just want to take pills. I don't know if it's an American thing or what it is. People love to take pills and supplements and, and ingest magic. And to me, it's just like, I would rather get that from food um, spend my money on high quality good food that i enjoy um and i don't think that there's anything out there that's going to replace a healthy diet i will say this is the one of the pitfalls of supplements is that people take them and then they just eat whatever they want because it's like you got your insurance policy right you took your you took your um your supplements that you spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on and so they better freaking work (laughs) So is your husband on any kind of supplement center? He's just getting all of his good nutrients so he, food. So no, because we're not perfect, right? And I always make this joke in my group is he's also not my client, right? That's so he true. does not pay me. <laughs> he does not pay me to tell him what to do. Um, so, so it's a little bit different, right? Um, my clients listen to me. And so they are much more, you know, they've got more skin in the game, right? Like they've signed up, they clear their schedule for this time. You know, every week we do the men's group, we do the women's group. I have a bonus Zoom, which is like a mixed kind of thing. And it's kind of cool because then people from different groups can, can meet each other. Um, and, and I think that the, 
the accountability is there, you know, um, when you, when you invest in something, you want to get everything out of it versus like my husband, I, I live here. Right. So it's different. Um, but, but, you know, he does take a couple of things. He takes, um, he takes D-mannose. Um, I take that also. He take you take that. Yeah. So he takes D-mannose. He takes, um, you know, I'm not one of those wives that's like all up in my husband's business. So I'll have to think about, you know, he takes yeah. cranberry. He does. He takes, he takes a good quality cranberry pill. Mm -hmm. um, he takes magnesium. I'm big on that one. Okay. What else does he take? I think a couple times a week he takes a fish oil or he's supposed to, but that's, you know, that's another one that you got to be careful about, you know, also like, what's your age? What's your family history? Right. You know, we have a history of certain things, you know, in my family and in his family. And so like my supplements are very much, oh, he takes vitamin D, that one too. Okay, I do, I do that as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't take like a million. And I honestly, I don't think he, I don't think he takes them every day. I don't either, I forget. Um, but yeah, we do, we do take like a handful of things. Um, it's funny in, in like the men's group, I had a guy who posted all his supplements and I was like, holy moly. And I asked, I said, well, what's this one for? I don't even know. I was like, what's this one for? I don't even know. And I'm like, why are you taking it? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. The nature of path told me to take it. Right, right. Um, so, and then I wanted to know, you know, how important is hydration to this whole Okay. I know that as someone with a spinal cord injury, they like they beat that into your head in the hospital. You got to yeah. drink tons of water. Um, yeah. but like from your perspective, like how important is is hydration? Yeah, for sure, it's it's super important. And I will say, I think that the pushback that I get from people when I tell them to drink more water is like, oh, then I'm gonna have to cough more often. And I'm like, good, flush the bacteria because then you know if you're not drinking enough. First of all, it's not good for your um, for your bacteria to sit right in your bladder. So it's good that you pee. You should. Right. And I know it's annoying, but it's like, I, I mean, I don't know. Some of my clients have like the super pubic. They have like different kind of things, and so they, they won't push back as much. But I understand. You know, it's it's not that convenient. Right. But there are times, you know, that you're that it's easier you know, for you. So like, don't drink it and then get in the car, you know, or something like that, like figure it out. Right. Um, and I think hydration is super important because you need to flush that bacteria. Also, a lot of my clients with SCI and not, um, I think they mistake hunger for thirst. I am not here to tell somebody who's hungry, oh, just drink water. That's, yeah. that's horrible. And I would never say that. I would just say, you know, make sure you're drinking enough so that you don't end, end up snacking because you're thirsty, right. you know, um, especially in the winter months where it's colder. Um, some of my people have like TBI, so they have like traumatic brain injury. And it's like just a little, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's nothing like noticeable, but they do report like blunted, um, you know, thirst. They're like, yeah, I just don't really feel thirsty. And I'm like, that's okay. Just set a little, little note for yourself, a little reminder for yourself, you know, you got to drink because also if you are somebody who, you know, has constipation, you gotta drink water, right. you know, or you'll be even worse constipated. Um, there's so many reasons that you need to drink a lot of water. I would say the UTI is the number one thing, but also just like, if you want to make sure that you're not overeating, right? Like make sure you're hydrated don't like be guzzling water to kill your appetite. That's not, you know, that's not my point. My point is like, let's not snack mindlessly if, if we just could, you know, have a little drink. Um, and also for like blood pressure, a lot of my clients have low blood pressure. My husband too has super low blood pressure because he's, you know, in a wheelchair. So it's like, if he's not hydrated, he's going to be getting up into that standing frame. He'll faint. Um, and you know what? That's actually with salt too. I tell people, you know, if you have super low blood pressure, don't be so scared of salt. Like it's okay. I think that the, the regular healthy diet, um, they'll tell you to watch salt. I'm not saying, you know, dump salt on everything. I'm just saying like, 
don't worry about like sprinkling it on your food and stuff, especially if you have low pressure. We actually keep saltines next to the standing frame because uh -huh. of my husband, he gets in there by himself. Uh -huh. And so as he's going up, he'll like pop a couple in his mouth. I swear to God, it works. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> Tricks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I wanted, I, uh, something you just said triggered another question for me was uh, about alcohol. Um, and I'm sure you're going to say, you know, probably in moderation, it's, it's okay here and there every now and again. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what do you tell people about drinking? So, so you're right in that I think, you know, one or, two, one or two times a week, like if you want to have a drink or two, it's okay. I just think, is it worth it? Do you really want it? Is it just a habit? I got guys drinking six beers five times a week. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? I got guys drinking like two, like two shots of whiskey every single night. And it's like, I, I try really hard to meet them where they're at because it's just a habit. And I, this is like, I see it a lot more in, I think the men, um, you know, they kind of drink, uh, a little more than they should. And it's for a variety of reasons. They have anxiety, they just wanna relax. Maybe they're just, um, they're finding that it helps with their spasms, just different things, you know, um, because alcohol will, you know, it'll help you with some of those things. I try to point them in the cannabis direction. I'm not, you know, by any means knowledgeable about it yet, but in a lot of states it is legal and, and I think that it's, it can be life changing. Yeah. I have a lot of clients who told me so, you know, and, and the women, I mean, I shouldn't say none of the women drink cause they do, but they'll drink like three glasses of wine or something. And that's still not okay. Like you shouldn't be doing that all the time. Mm -hmm. A couple times a week is all right. Socially is okay. You know, COVID and all of that, we're all stuck home, but I don't think we should be stuck at home drinking every night. I just don't yeah. think that's a good idea. It's terrible for your liver. And you know, when the body, not to be a nerd, but when the body has alcohol in it, it shuts down other metabolic processes and it goes for the alcohol first. Why? Because your alcohol, your body doesn't actually even want alcohol in it. It's going to try to get rid of it as soon as possible. Uh, you know, I'm not a big drinker, but like, I, I, I totally get it. People, people want to drink, but think about that. Your body stops doing everything else and starts just prioritizing getting rid of the alcohol because it's it's not you know people say oh it's healthy to drink a glass of wine all right you don't live in italy this is not 1850 you didn't just you know get your dinner from the garden you're eating you know mcdonald's or whatever and you're saying alcohol is okay and it's it's really not i think it's it's okay sometimes right. like you said in moderation but what's moderation yeah. I got people who think four times a week is moderate and that's not true. Yeah. I've found over the, like, I've really cut back on drinking since the whole COVID thing happened. Cause I feel like I don't sleep very well when, when I yeah. drink, like I always wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and I'm like burning hot or something, probably oh, yeah. trying to burn the alcohol off or whatever. <laughs> but um, thankfully I live in Washington state where cannabis has been legal for, for quite some time. So uh -huh. I'm able to kind of, I've kind of shifted to that, that direction more. So like if I do feel like I need something to take the edge off or whatever. Right. Um, and then, but then again, there's another issue with, you know, people with SCI, you have to worry about your lungs. And so it's like, you know, you don't want to necessarily smoke it. Maybe I try vaporizing and things like that or edibles, yeah. but yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that like anything that you choose, it can't be, you know, a solution, like, a, um, you know, a, a substance, right? Like whether, whether it's legal or not, like it's still a substance, right? So I think that there's a lot of good medicinal uses for cannabis. Um, you know, stress reduction is something that we all have to work on. Um, you know, what makes you happy, right? Like what makes you feel relaxed and calm? And I think if a lot of things are going wrong in your life, right, it can be really empowering to kind of take control of something that you do every day, which is eating, right? Yeah. Um, and, and other things too, like getting a good routine, getting, you know, getting yourself together, 
you know, I think is, is a big, is a big common theme that I see in, um, in some of my clients. But, but like I said, the majority are, they're working, they're, you know, I would say maybe like half are married or half are single and, and everybody's a productive member of society. Um, I think they break every stereotype that's out there around disability. Um, and, and they just are reaching out for some support and help because it's a big topic, nutrition. Correct. And it's very confusing. It is, yeah. So how, if somebody signs up, uh, tell us how we can sign up. Like what, what's your, your website and everything? Okay, so my website is paralysisnutrition.com and I am on um, Instagram at paralysis.nutrition. Is it dot? I think it's might you just, I don't even know. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll link it all into the, into the podcast as well. Yeah, I think there's a dot. I think it's okay. at paralysis.nutrition. God, I should know that, right? Um, and so you can just like click the link that's in the bio and you just fill out a couple of questions and then you book a discovery call. So discovery calls are free and I just spend some time. I really like to know what people need help with. You know, uh, is it just accountability? Or is it more? Is it like, I'm so confused. I've tried diving. I've tried this. I've tried that. I just want, you know, an answer to what I should be eating. Um, and so, you know, I, like I said, I do six week programs and three month programs. Um, I split them up between men and women. And now we have kind of a little hybrid thing going. So it's been really awesome. It's kind of been like, uh, it's been the surprise of my life, actually, professional life to, to get into this. Cause it's, it's really, um, it's still, I'm still sort of new to it. That's, that's so cool. I'm, I'm so happy. I mean, I feel like it took like a special person and situation to even for you to even be able to, you know, to do this and to have the idea. So, I mean, that's, that's great. My hat's off to you for sure. I appreciate that so much. And, and like I said, the only reason, and I'm not ashamed to say like, the only reason I got into this is because I have a husband who's a quadriplegic and I'm just like, there has to be, you know, a, a person or a place that you can get help when it comes to, you know, something so big like nutrition and health and stuff like that beyond your doctor. You know, I think some of the doctors have sort of a, a negative uh, outlook on, on SCI in the long term. And I, I do not prescribe to that kind of thing. So that's great. And so once somebody does sign up and starts working with you and, and is in the program, um, do you like provide kind of meal plans based specifically on on each situation or you just help people create a meal plan or, or how yeah I mean so work? so for yeah so it depends so creating meal plans is really time consuming and it's really a very premium service people yeah. charge hundreds of dollars other dietitians for just doing a custom meal plan um, I have now I have a three-month program. So if you do the three-month program, I actually do um, a meal plan with recipes. So I'm very excited about that. It's new. I had to make a very big investment in the software for that. But I feel like if you're going to commit for three months, I'm, I'm willing to spend the time. But the six-week programs, they're really educational. And they're really, you know, I have people track their, um, their, their intake, right? So like my fitness pal or lose it or whatever. Put in a typical day. See what that gives you. And then I have a private Facebook group for the men and for the women. And so people will post uh, what they're eating and stuff like that. I just, I, before I got on this Zoom with you, I just got a message from um, one of the guys who I onboarded yesterday. And he was like, wow, I don't really get even half as much protein as I'm supposed to. So like, what do I do? And it's like, all right, I'll get back to you after the Zoom. <laughs> after the podcast, I will get back to him. Um, but it's like, I think just having um, knowledge Clearing up a lot of the confusion is a huge part of what I do. Clearing up the confusion and getting people to focus, focus on fiber, focus on protein, focus on complex carbs, focus on healthy fats, anti-inflammatory foods, ditch this junk. And if you do go out to eat, this is what you should do. I had a woman who's taken her driver's test. Um, I'm very excited for her. She's going on Wednesday for her driver's test after you know learning about hand controls and stuff like that. Yeah. And she was like, we're going to go out to dinner after. And this, what do you think I should order? And I said, post the menu. So I'm going to take a look at the menu and I'm going to let her help her, you know, pick out some stuff for her. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Well, uh, Fatima, I appreciate it so much. Um, I know this is a, a ton of like very useful information and I, I hope some people reach out to you. I think I will be uh, signing up for one of your programs. Uh, um, I definitely I would love to have involved. you. <laughs> yeah, um, I would like to, to get more information and, and just kind of, uh, yeah, figure out a way to lose some weight and uh, keep it off. So um, yeah, okay. thank you so much, uh, Fatima Fakuri. Appreciate it. Um, we will uh, definitely post all the links to your to to get a hold of you on, on the podcast page. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. All right. That was Fatima Fakuri. Uh, I suggest everybody check out her website at paralysisnutrition.com. Um, her, I know her Instagram handle is paralysis.nutrition, which I think she mentions in the interview there, um, or she wasn't positive, but that is what, it, what her Instagram is. And I will post the rest of her, uh, social media links on the description for this podcast. But yeah, Brandon, I mean, it basically, you know, she boils it down to, you need to eat the right amount of fiber and have a balanced diet. Right. So that's, uh. I mean, that, that kind of excludes, like, all these fad diets like keto and yeah, South well, Beach or whatever. I you think know. Uh, I think that it always comes down to that, Jeremy. I mean, fad diets are, are good um, for, I think, I mean, I don't know if you would consider keto a fad diet or if it's more just a lifestyle living. Right, right. Um, kind of like being vegan or that's not really a diet. That's just a lifestyle choice, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when you have underlying health issues and certain, um, aspects of your body work differently than most people, uh, especially like in your, um, intestines or, you know, your vital organs, right. You have to consider your nutrition a whole different way. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to implement some of this stuff though. I'm going to maybe sign up for this six-week program see what that's all about and uh yeah i definitely suggest everybody go check what, out the uh, team I what mean, was the did you get the cost of that or? i didn't i didn't i completely spaced that off but i think it i think it also depends, depends. on your needs yeah exactly because she basically if you go to her instagram page there's mm-hmm. a link to yeah, follow I'm, I'm looking to here. go uh for an intake form mm-hmm. and then you you know she does like a free a free uh consultation basically that's cool to let you know what what the costs are and and you know what you're looking for basically um because you know some people deal with bloating some people deal with you know bowel issues some people so i i'm looking at want to lose weight i'm looking at an infographic on her instagram page now and it's asking is keto safe for paralysis and uh, uh-huh. looks like it can be harmful to the kidneys that's what she said yeah loss of muscle mass and slower metabolism constipation dizziness and fatigue i think constipation's a big yeah big problem um and my, vitamin and mineral deficiencies but i mean also there's probably some benefits that potentially you could um offset with maybe supplements i don't know yeah and that's the other thing you know she mentioned that you need to eat quite a bit more fiber than mm-hmm. um you know, everybody, she said, needs more fiber, but specifically people with uh, spinal cord injuries or, or that aren't moving, you know, like people with any kind of paralysis. And, uh, yeah, so that, you know, that's definitely uh, a tough thing to do is, like, eat eat a ton of fiber. So I asked her if she thinks you should, you know, use supplements, and she said no, like, everything she does is with food Mm. and you know we that comes back to the same thing we've always talked about the food is medicine Mm -hmm. you don't really need you know whatever stool softeners or well these different things to like if you get constipated if you're eating the right foods you wouldn't yeah right yeah and she said she's had to you know there's yeah she has a lot of success stories so i can see that i mean Yeah. yeah she has a lot of people who are giving recommendations here so i would encourage um, the, the people listening to, to check that out and see if maybe a program might fit them. Yeah. Because we, I mean, the ultimate goal is having yourself be, um, in the best possible health always. Right. But you also want to potentially be ready to 
take advantage of any um, future uh, either studies or potential cures. And they're likely yeah. to be more successful if you're prepared for that. Right. I mean, that's what, and that's what we talk about quite a bit is, yeah. you know, having your body ready for when they do have something that, yeah. that uh, I mean, you want to have it in be as an optimal working shape as it possibly can be. Um, right. If, if, if at all possible, I should say. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, thank you once again so much to Fatima Fakori. Check out her website at paralysisnutrition.com and her instagram at paralysis.nutrition um and yeah like uh i would i would definitely suggest she has a ton of knowledge and um it was great i mean just like the fact that there's even somebody out there that does this brandon Mm -hmm. is is the coolest thing ever and really it took a special set of circumstances like she obviously fell in love with a guy uh who had a spinal cord injury and then shifted her focus and is is helping people you know everywhere with with this uh this problem so yeah thanks thanks to fatima and uh we will be back next week 